podcast episode number 58, yo. Last week we had to skip one. There was uh, a lot going on. Um, this week the champion camp is not on because there's still a lot going on. So it takes a lot for me and him to get together. When we can, we do them. When we can, it's just me. Uh, next week, the recap, I'm sure the champ will be on and, and uh, we'll get it in. Today's this week's just a busy, 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 busy week. Uh, episode number fifty-eight, a lot to talk about, man. I I, I know we're, I'm a, a little late on this with the Gaethje Barboza fight, but I want to touch up on that too because I didn't do one last week. Last week and Gaethje, I just want to. I love this dude. I just want to talk about him and um, make give you some predictions on this weekend's card, which was sick. Gasolin versus a style bender and more. There's just a lot of exciting stuff going on, man, in the MMA world. The gift that keeps on giving, that's MMA. There's a lot of news going on, more kind of Khabib drama, always something in MMA. The gift that keeps on giving. Uh, we are brought to you by Jimmy's Yava CBD Infused Cold Brew Coffee. This stuff is amazing. I'll just show it to you right. I got a bottle right here. About to open up and uh and drink myself. Twenty milligrams of of, of CBD. Amazing stuff. How many grams of the coffee? Two hundred and let's see. If I'm not blind over here, I should know this off the top of my head. But uh, two hundred twenty milligrams of of uh caffeine, zero percent THC, pure water, hundred percent Arabic coffee. With CBD in it and zero percent THC, this stuff is amazing. It's a miracle. I I, I don't I don't need to get into what CB does for you because most of my listeners, uh, or or mo, you know mo, most of the people that would that would listen to this, uh, are MMA people and most people that are MMA people know what CBD is and how how uh, how good it is and what it does and how how amazing it is for anti-inflammation for you know for for head injuries for for uh, post-traumatic stress for, for, I mean, so many things for me, for me, it helped me a lot with, well, we got Zella Blanco. What's up, Zella? Look at that. Zella Blanco coming through. For me, it helped me a lot with, uh, with, uh, just, just taking hits to the head, man. Just, I feel like all these years, I've been doing this for a decade. I feel like all these years, again, punching the head, especially the way I fight in my big ass head, hence my cabeza nickname, uh, I, I would have had some some sort of signs and hints of brain damage, probably, and you know I've been concussed and this and that. But uh, and then then and then when you could take a hit and and you keep getting hit but you don't go down, you get concussed even more. And I could take a hit, so I've been in some wars and I'm, I don't I don't have any signs and I don't think I will. Inshallah, and uh, I think it's a lot to do with CBD, man, with 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 the world of cannabis. It just it's amazing stuff. So this cold brew espresso infused with CBD from Jimmy's Yava is amazing. It's changed my world, especially with drinking coffee. I do my, I do a, a you know, I fast now for, 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 for my diet and everything. I learned off of Joe Rogan. Uh, I fast for 16 hours or something like that. Uh, it's sometimes more. So in the morning, I, I like to work out, but I'm not eating anything. A nice cup of coffee used to help. Uh, to get me, just get me through that workout, this bottle of coffee with CBD in it helps me 10 times more. 
I mean, I don't feel any fatigue. I don't feel anything. I feel great. And then I continue feeling great throughout the day till I'm able to eat dinner again uh, later on. It's amazing stuff. Go to, uh, if you want to get yours, we got a uh, deal going on on there. If you subscribe, you get a discount. Go to uh, 420fitness, 420fitness.jimmysyava.com. That's 420fitness.jimmysyava.com and get yours. Thank you. <laughs> uh, moving on. A lot to talk about, like I said. The Gaethje fight I wanted to touch up on. Man, Justin Gaethje, just, if, if you didn't take him seriously before, now nah, you got it. You got no choice, right? Uh, I always took him seriously from the World Series uh, fighting days when uh, when he was, you know, he had those wars with Luis Baboon Palomino, who is Luis Baboon Palomino, who's an amazing fighter. And Luis Baboon gave him more of a fight than a lot of guys in the UFC did. And and they made, they had wars, so that goes to say that goes to show what what Baboon Luis Palomino is all about, and then what a warrior he is. And I'm sad I mean, we never got to see him in the UFC because he's he definitely deserved to be in there. He's a G, and he is the man that gave me my nickname Cabeza, <laughs> Cabeza. When I used to train at MMA Masters with him and then, and the rest of the squad, um, they they Baboda Cabeza. That's what they used to call me. I appreciate that. So. Uh, Gaethje goes way back, man. I knew about him way back in the day. He's just a warrior. And this fight, you know, it looked like he fought a little smarter because he held back a little bit. He had Barboza hurt, and you could tell he kind of stepped back for a second and, a second and, uh, and, and thought about it for a second, which is a lot for Gaethje because he just goes. He doesn't step back for a second and then continue. In this fight, I saw that, which tells me that probably uh, Trevor Whitman, his coach, Coach Trevor Whitman, one of the best – MMA minds and stand-up minds in, 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 the, in the world, uh, you know, has been able to get to Justin and, and able just to make a little bit of an adjustment. You're not going to change a guy like Justin Gaethje. He is an all-out warrior. He's in there to fight, and he's going to go in there to crush it and then put on a show. That's who he is. Like he said at the end of his speech, uh, this is what I do. I fight, and I'm going to fight till the wheels come off. That's exactly who he is, and that's what he is. So to get a guy like Justin to change his style up is very difficult. Mind you, he is a all-American wrestler. He's got outstanding wrestling and never uses it. That shows you who he is and what he is. You're not going to change him. So this little adjustment that Trevor Whitman probably made with him, just that little bit to where he held back and then continued and finished Barbosa is enough for a guy like Justin Gaethje. Because instead of when he gets you hurt, instead of just going in there, I don't care, balls to the wall, just that one little second, even if it's just a split second, of, of, of just stepping back and analyzing the situation, it goes a long way for a guy like Justin Gaethje. He keeps doing that. I mean, this guy's just a killer, killer. If you don't, if you didn't believe in him and believe he could be a champ, then you better believe now. And I always did and definitely do now. Uh, it's beautiful. I'm, I, I, I love it. Just outstanding, outstanding. I love that little adjustment, you know. When you're a guy like Justin Gaethje, you could take a hit and you hurt a lot of guys. And he's hurt a lot of guys. And like, think about the Poirier fight. If he stepped back a little bit, that could have ended up differently. I don't know. Uh, you know, he just he just, just needs to... When he hurts you, just that one little second of, you know what, let me step back, judge this, pop, 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 and then get go in there. That, that, that's a, a big, big, big thing for Justin Gaethje. And he was always a smart fighter. People that say, oh, he's not a smart fighter. He's a brawler. This, that. You don't get to the UFC just by being a brawler. He's a smart fighter. Throws leg kicks and everything. He just didn't give a shit about getting hit and just goes all out, especially when it hurts a dude. And that's usually when he loses. He hurts you. He goes in there. He goes crazy and you catch him. 
Uh, and this time he took that second step back and then went forward. I love it. Justin Gaethje all the way. Not going to talk too much about this card. David Branch, co-main event against Jack Hermanson. Ah, David Branch winning this. Obviously, he didn't right away. A quick submission in round one. Jack Hermanson is a beast. That was a crazy submission that he got on him from the side. Uh, he just he got performance of the night. David Branch is no slouch on the, on the ground. He's a sick jiu-jitsu black belt. I've trained with David Branch in New Jersey before. Gentleman and, and a gentleman and a scholar just, you know, he would submit you and teach you the way of what he did. He showed me a lot of things, and I've always been a fan of David Branch. I thought he was going to win this, but, man, Jack Hermanson came in there, and and, I, and uh, all respect to him, you know. And David Branch, I don't think I don't think he was worried in that position. None of us were. I wasn't worried when I you know. I, I didn't think Jack was going to be able to finish it from the side like that, and he did. Congrats, you know. Hopefully, you know, David Branch will be back doing his thing. Uh, Josh Emmett against Michael Johnson. Wow. This was spectacular. I had Michael Johnson. I thought he was going to win it. Josh Emmett came back, and uh, Josh Emmett came through, and, and it handled work. He was – Josh Emmett, the whole time you could tell he was just judging, 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 judging that distance, setting up that that right. Uh, Michael Johnson, this happens to him a lot. I'm a huge fan of his, man. But he does work, and then he gets a little too confident in there and starts talking and starts feeling himself and gets caught. I hate that because I love him so much. I'm such a huge fan. And 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 I don't know. I could be wrong about this, but that's just something I notice. Every time he starts doing well and gets a little cocky, that's when shit goes south. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's because of that. Because he was doing great. His hands are fast. He was tagging Josh and everything. You know, I started getting a little cocky, and that's what happens. Josh, I'm a congrats, man. I don't know. I just found out. That when they fought that night, that you know he had some huge concussion issues, uh, just some terrible, terrible concussion issues from his last fight, and and uh, didn't know if he was gonna fight again. He comes back and wins like that. Just congrats. Uh, hopefully he got paid well, man. Michelle Watterson did work. Beats Carolina Kovalikovic. Congratulations, Michelle Watterson. Uh, just a beast, man. Michelle Watterson is a beast on the ground. We all we all look at her. Stand up, because, you know, she's the karate hottie, but she got some sick ground. Makes sense, you know, Albuquerque, Greg Jackson, MMA, they're sick all around. So that's it for that card. All around exciting card. Can't wait to see Justin Gaethje. Just keep doing work. I really think he, he could be a future champ, and I think he will, man. As long as he keeps fighting like this, taking a step back, judging it, not being overly aggressive, overly eager. I think he, he could do it, man. I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of Justin Gaethje's. Much love, much respect, Justin. So, guys, this 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 Saturday, April 13th, the first ESPN Plus pay-per-view card. <coughs> and uh, the way they're doing this is, so you have to be you have to have ESPN Plus, which is like $5 a month. And then you could buy the pay-per-view on there. But the pay-per-view will be $5 cheaper, I think, I guess, to make up for that $5 a month. Stupid, don't make no sense, but whatever. Uh, so if you're not a member of ESPN Plus, you could get it, buy the pay-per-view, and then cancel it, and then get it again. For those of you that don't care about watching other fights, you just want to see one show or interested in one fighter, and just don't want to buy ESPN Plus and pay that $5 a month. Uh, for those of you that do, it's easy. You have it anyway. You just order the pay-per-view, $5 cheaper, okay? 
uh, for those of you that don't, you just sign up, get the subscription, watch the fight, and I guess you could cancel it. A lot of work, kind of annoying, but overall better for the fighters, I guess. Main event, Max Holloway against Dustin Poirier. What's up, Zella Blanco? You see Zella Blanco? She's interested in the fights, too. Against Dustin Poirier. So, uh, those of you that don't know, Dustin Poirier and Max Holloway fought already once. This is round two. I think they fought at 145, though. I'm pretty sure. Dustin Poirier beat them. Now, mind you, both of them were different fighters back then. Especially Max Holloway. That was his first fight in the UFC. Since then and now, this is a completely different fight, a completely different man. Uh, not different in toughness, just different in skill. He's a world beater. So just because Dustin Poirier beat him the first time, doesn't mean this is the same guys. This is a different fight, guys. Same names, same dudes, different fight. I'm telling you, both 10 times better than they were. Max Holloway's number four. Dustin Poirier number three. Max Holloway is the 145 champ. He's fighting. He could be the double. Uh, the he's fighting to be the champ. Champ. This is for the interim title bout. I got Max Holloway. I think Max Holloway takes it, wins it. I think. I think he wins a, a unanimous decision. I think Max Holloway wins a unanimous decision. I think the Max Holloway that we saw the first time before Dustin Poirier is ten times better and different, and and just that's why he became a champion. As well as Dustin Poirier, but I think Max Howie is just a little better and got a little better in that period, and I think he's just going to win. I think he can do anything he wants in there. I think he looks fabulous in there. I think his stand-up is phenomenal, and I think he does. I think he does everything Dustin does just a little better. Maybe not everything, but especially on the stand-up. I got Dustin Poirier. I mean, I got Max Holloway, and I, I think it's a unanimous decision. And then I can't wait to see what happens next. If he fights Khabib or what's next. It's exciting. Max Holloway, Khabib will be exciting, man. Both these guys are gentlemen, and I love it. And uh, I'm a huge fan of Max Holloway. I feel like I root for Max anytime he fights. Um, and this is not a biased decision. This is my professional decision. You could bet on it if you want. I think Max Holloway wins a unanimous decision. I think he's just a little better, especially on the feet than Dustin Poirier. And I think he just tags him away. Just tag, 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 tags him away. I think that's exactly what happens. I, I, I think, I think he does to him exactly what he did to, to you know, uh, T City Ortega. I think it will be like that. Kevin Gastelum against Israel Adesanya, the middleweight interim title. Man, Israel, the style bender Adesanya coming through out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere. I mean, he's a killer, but. Just, you know, he said, "I've been the one. I've been the middleweight champion before I even got in the UFC." How powerful! Excuse me, powerful thing to say. I love it. Another Nigerian coming up, killing, the, killing the game. Sorry, guys, I got hiccups out of nowhere. The worst thing you could get during a podcast or during anything. I think I just got burp. Okay. So. Uh, comes through, man. You know, that fight Israel had against Anderson Silva, for those of you that don't know and, and don't understand, that was a chess match. There were so many things. I'm a stand-up fighter. I, I, I love the stand-up game. I I, I, uh, I I like to bob and weave and, and be, you know, like a scientist. I don't fight. I used to fight like a bro when I first started, but now I fight 
and you know, like a mix of Israel, Floyd, all that stuff. I like more more of that than just to go in there and, and brawl. And and so I fight like that, I train like that, I can so I, I see it. That fight, Israel had Israel had I hope this mic is catching everything. I uh, that fight Israel had is is uh is Israel had against Anderson Silva was a chess match. There were so many things happening in there. So many little details and the moves, little setups. It was beautiful to watch. People thought it was not as exciting as it should have been. And we should have gotten a finish. There's that one. Two guys like that fight. Most likely you ain't going to get a finish. It's a chess match and so many beautiful things happening in there that if you don't know what you're seeing, you're missing them. I saw a lot of them. And Israel is a killer. He always thought he was a killer. And his, and his takedown defense is getting better and better. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, phenomenal to see, man. Every time you see this man fight, he gets better. So, which would make you think I'm going to pick Israel, right? No. I'm picking Kevin Gaslin. I think Kevin Gaslin KOs him. Fuck, excuse my language. Crazy thing to say, right? Crazy thing to say. I think Kevin KOs him. Nuts. I don't even know why I'm saying that. I do, but it's scary. It's scary. How did, like, he's, I think I'm saying Kevin Gasolum is going to KO Israel Adesanya. He's going to beat him on the feet. If you guys watched the, the, the weigh-ins, Israel is tremendous compared to Kevin Gasolum. So much taller, so much bigger, and, 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 and we'll be able to use his distance and, and reach. Excellent. But, uh, I just think Kevin Gaston is going to rush him. I think Kevin Gaston is going to be in his face. I think Kevin Gaston is going to bring something to Israel Adesanya that Israel Adesanya has not seen yet in MMA. And if I'm wrong, I will not be sad because I love Israel. And I pick Israel. I've picked Israel every fight pretty much, except Anderson. And that's just because of respect to Anderson. And I was not sad when I saw Israel win. And I will not be sad if Israel wins, beats Kevin Gaston. I love Israel. But my. From my professional opinion, what I think, I think Kevin Gaslam beats him. And I think he just, and I think Kevin Gaslam brings something to, to the table to Israel that Israel hasn't seen before, is not prepared for yet. And I think Israel learns from that and comes back and ends up being the champion anyway. But this fight, I don't think he gets it done because I don't think, I don't think he's going to be able to. Uh, I just don't think he's seen the, the, the things that Kevin Gaslam could bring to the table. And I think Kevin Gaston's got some crazy power and could get in there, get in close, and, and, and catch you. So I got Kevin Gaston KO. Then we got Eric Anders against Khalil Roundtree Jr. This is a crazy fight too, man. Khalil Roundtree Jr. is a killer. Uh, I believe he's the one that, that KO'd... Uh, oh, man, what the hell is his name? The, the legend from Turkey. Uh, legend kickboxer. Ah. He'll come to me. I apologize. Saki. He KO'd Saki. Uh, Eric Anders is a killer in your face. High pace type fighter. I got Eric Anders. I think Eric Anders wins a decision. High paced, in your face. Keep grinding you out, taking you down. Coming back up type of decision. I got Eric Anders via decision. Then we got Alan Joe Ban against Dwight Grant. I hear Dwight Grant is a killer, man. I, I've seen him a little bit in the years. Very exciting fighter. Alan Joban is, is sick, too. I'm going to have to go with Dwight Grant. I think Dwight Grant 
gets uh, a finish, some sort of a finish. I don't know what kind of a finish, but I think White Grant finishes Alan Joban. And it, Alan Joban's a killer, and I love him, and I got nothing against him. And then uh, even if he wins, I'll be happy, but I think Dwight Grant gets it done. Then we got Ovin St. Pierre against Nikita Krylov. Man, just this card is sick. This is a good card, yo. This is a very, very good card. I'm very, very happy about this card, very excited about this card. Uh, this is hard. Who do you get? I mean, how do you go against Ovin St. Pierre, OSP, the, the one fluke master? Nikita Krylov is a, is, is a killer. He's sick. He's good all around. But I'm going to go with OSP, man. I think OSP gets a decision. I got to go with him. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I would bet on that, but I'm going with OSP decision. Then on the prelims, we got Jolene Turner against Matt Frivola. We got Wilson Reyes against Alexandra Pantoya. Then we got Max Griffin against Salim Imadov. Then we got Boston Salmon against Khalid Taha. So I got Jolene, Jolene Turner. I think Jolene Turner gets a finish. Against Will, I get. I think Wilson Reyes wins a decision. I think Zalim Imadov beats Max Griffin, and I think Kalitaha beats Boston Salmon. I don't know how though. Ah, uh, I got Boston Salmon actually. I got Boston Salmon on that one. And then there's early prelims too. Early prelims. Curtis Millinder, oh, against Bilal Muhammad. That's a sick early prelim. Montel Jackson against Andre Sukam. Sukahamtath and uh, Lauren Mueller against Poliana Botello, Brandon Davis against Randy Costa. Now, I'll tell you right now, I got Curtis Millender via decision. I got Montel Jackson via decision. I got Polina Botello, and then I got Brandon Davis via decision. That should be fun, huh? It's an exciting card, man. Very, very exciting card. This this main event, co-main event, the whole the whole main card is sick. And then um, you know it's a very tough decision because Dustin Poirier is a killer too. And then and uh, you know and but I just think Max Holloway is leaps and bounds ahead of Dustin Poirier and and, and, and almost everybody in, in in that division. As far as skill goes and as far as how much better he's gotten, I think stand-up-wise, Max Holloway could do anything he wants to do. And I, I'm, I'm really, really positive this will end up going the way the Ortega fight went. I think Max Holloway just does what he wants and just tags away. It's what I believe. If I'm wrong, I will not be mad because I love Dustin Poirier and he deserves it as well. Kevin Gasolin, you know, Israel. How do you put against Israel Adesanya? I, I just I don't mean to be repetitive, but it's a Good question. How do you pick against him? Most people won't, and most people that 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 hear me pick Kevin Gaslam over Israel, especially in the gym and stuff, are gonna think I'm crazy and I'm in a, I'm a, I'm 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 ludicrous and I don't know anything and, and I don't blame them because Israel is a killer and he has everything that he has all the tools and everything you need to beat Gaslam and uses distance very well. But I just think Kevin Gaslam obviously is sick all around, a lot of power in his punches. And I think he's in your face grinder kind of guy. And I think he will bring something to Israel that Israel hasn't seen yet. I just don't think Israel has had that level of competition yet in UFC or any of his MMA, MMA fights. And I think he will be surprised by a guy like Kevin Gaslam and what, what that means when, when you fight somebody like that that's in your face and has got the skill. And I think he will learn from it and end up being 
the champion anyway, eventually, but not this fight. Repetitive, maybe, what I just said, but but I just I, I gotta go over it again, man. It's tough. This is exciting, and uh, I love Kevin Gaslam too. He's he's just an all around gentleman. I met him at a I met him at a World uh, Combat I Americana show in Los Angeles, uh, and uh, he's just a gentleman. I love the guy. So, that's it, guys. That's my predictions. A little bit of that recap, a little late on that. But what are you going to do? We got to get it in, you know? Uh, predictions, you might not agree with me. You might. You might. You might want to bet on, it, bet on them. You might not. I'm not telling you to, but I feel I feel strong and confident in my, in my decisions today. Uh, it's that time, guys. Back to our sponsor, Jimmy's Yava Cold Brew Expresso. Get yours at 420fitness.jimmysyava.com. We got it, uh, CBD-infused Cold Brew Expresso, 20 milligrams of CBD, 220 milligrams of wonderful Arabic coffee. Go to look up Jimmy's Yava on, on Yelp, on Google. Google him. Look at the reviews. Everybody loves it. It's got nothing but excellent five-star reviews, so you could imagine what their coffee tastes like, especially their CBD-infused cold brew, which is what I have right here, which is what you could get at 420fitness.jimmysyava.com. Uh, we got a deal going on right now. You could get a subscription. You could get a, just a one-time order at a discount price. Excellent. Go on there. Check it out. Uh, time to move on to MMAfighting.com for your current news and media. This is what I listen to. Published by SB Nation. I love you guys. Thank you for, for always providing the, mo the best news in the MMA world, especially the UFC world. So, top of the news is TJ Dillashaw fails. TJ Dillashaw seemed headed for greatness. Turns out he was too good to be true by Michael Chiappetta. Uh, Mike Chiappetta, sorry, Mike. Uh, TJ Dillashaw gets suspended for two years. EPO of all things. And then they also tested him for the fight against. They went back on his fight against against Cody Garbrandt. He tested positive for EPO on that fight too. And uh, probably, you know what? If they probably test, because I think he was getting away with this EPO stuff the way he was doing. I don't think they were able to test it before, especially the injectable version or something like that. And now Usada Ken and has caught him. And I, I bet money. Although I love TJ Dillashaw, and I'm a huge fan. Just with, from this turn of events. And from history and from his teammates and what they've said before, I'll bet you money you can go back his last seven years and he's probably had that in the system. Or 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 maybe, I don't know, you know, and not to throw shade on his team or anything like that. Who knows? This doesn't look good for anybody. Any of his teammates, his trainer, the guy, I forgot his name, but his conditioning guy that's gotten him so well and prepared, you know. And what does that say about Cejudo? He tested positive for that fight and Cejudo finished him. You know? Cejudo was a killer, right? Cody Garbrandt fight, that's a positive for that. What happens that? Cody's got a good argument. I think, I think if you if they go back, I think the USADA should go back seven years, and that should be a punishment. And if you test a positive in all those years, then all those wins should be turned around as losses, and those guys should get the victories, in my opinion. And maybe EPO did not help those wins, maybe he did, but whatever. When you make a decision to do something that big. It's you, you should be punished that big. And I love TJ Dillashaw, and I hate to say this, but, man, why would you do that? Why would you disappoint all of us like that? You, you were on the verge of being the greatest of all time, and now you get caught doing EPO. 
That's serious stuff. That's when Armstrong uh, got popped for all those bicyclists. I mean, this is a game changer in that game. That gets you, you you know, you might be able to do another three rounds and you might be able to do a six-round fight, eight-round fight because of that EPO. You got so much more energy. You're able to do more. You're able to recover better. It's just, it's, 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 you're able to train more, not to mention, that's the biggest part of it. You, you are able to train more and get ready better. It's a serious thing. Serious. At the top of the USADA list is EPO. They got power for it. I hate it. I love TJ Dillashaw. It's it sucks, but it goes to prove everything that Uriah Faber and Tiva Alphamir have been saying, and and it's not a good look for him, man. And his coaches and anything is just sad. Two year suspension. Will he recover? I think he can. I think TJ Dillashaw keeps training, comes back, and continues doing the damn thing. Time flies, man. Look, we just celebrated 2019. It's already April. You know. Time flies. Two years will go by like nothing, just like with John Jones and all his suspensions. And I think TJ Dillashaw comes back and still does work and wins that championship back. But greatest of all time, all that stuff is tarnished. Can it be fixed? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. I hate this. I, I was hoping it was like a diuretic or something. And, and I, I, did, I did not want to think it was EPO. That's the, the, the top of the line of the things you could do on there. And, 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 and. The worst, the worst thing to get popped for, in my opinion. Uh, so, Conor McGregor enters a not guilty plea in his cell phone smash case. New video emerges. So, Conor McGregor, a lot of news going on with Conor McGregor. I mean, he's got the, the sexual assault case, alleged. Who knows if he did it or didn't. He's got the cell phone case. Now he got in a bar fight. In, in Ireland and apparently hit some guy. The guy was, from what I've read, well-deserving of getting hit, but kind of needs to be smarter than this. Even though the dude's an asshole and starts a fight with you and tells you you got smashed by Khabib, you shouldn't hit him back. You should be able to ignore those things. You are the man. You are kind of McGregor. You have created everything you have created. You should be able to ignore idiots at a bar. You shouldn't even be at that goddamn bar. He keeps getting in trouble because he's out partying. There's nothing good that comes out of partying, especially at that level. People want to make money off you. People want to sue you. A lot of kind of stuff going on. Then he retires. Then he comes back. Uh, I don't know if he's retired anymore, if he's coming back. He is suspended, so he can't fight anyway. But uh, he was aiming for that Khabib fight. Khabib won't give him that match. Khabib says he hasn't earned it. Uh, you know, and then kind of was trying to get it by talking smack, which is kind of silly because, you know, he did get smashed and, and tapped. So talking shit is not going to get you the rematch. I think... The way you're going to get that rematch is by coming back, being a couple of high guys, well, well-known, tough, high-ranked guys, and then asking Khabib for a match respectfully. I think that's the only way you're going to match with Khabib because you're not going to entice Khabib with a money fight. Khabib won't... He will not... He will rather be broke than give you that money fight so you can make that money because you're so disrespectful. Khabib does not care about money. Honor. That's all he cares about. And you're not going to get it like that from him. I think kind of needs to change his tune. It needs to be more, a more, more of a martial artist, more respectful if he wants to get that match. And how do you talk? Like, he smashed. You talked all that crap. You got smashed. And now you're still talking crap and pushing it even further, calling his wife a towel and all this stuff. And, and uh, it's not okay. It's not okay. It's, it's, the trash talking is going above and beyond. Kind of is not clever anymore. It's not the kind of that we used to know, the kind of that I was a fan of. You know, he used to be clever and witty and say smart things that were 
that will jab you and then piss you off, but like not like you know, but not make people disgusted. You know, I remember the days when when Jeremy Stevens said something about Khan and Khan turns around and says, "Who the fuck is that guy?" That was a terrible accent, I know, but uh, I tried. At least I got an Irish hat on. Who the fuck is that guy? And and everybody laughed like that was the clever Connor. The the he would say things that would just make you jump. That's how I became a fan of his. Even before he was anybody, I became a fan of his because he was so good with it with his words. And now he's just it's, he's trying too hard. Like he's doing things that are making people grossed out. It's enough. He keeps commenting on every person's fight on every every. Every you know on the WW on the on the uh, WWE or F or whatever it is. Sorry guys, uh, you know he he's just constantly trying to be in there, and it almost seems like how Mayweather was, you know, a, a year or so ago when he wasn't doing anything before the kind of fight when nobody was really you know he was at the limelight and he was just trying to be in the limelight and just constantly putting stuff in there and talking crap and it was just like ah right, man you're not even fighting right now why are you even why are you even on social media talking crap? And that's the same thing kinda of, you haven't fought since 2016, why are you even talking crap? And the last two fights were losses and you're still talking crap. You're talking crap to the man that made you say uncle. Like you're not gonna get a fight with Khabib. I wanna see nothing more than that rematch with Khabib and Khan, but Khan's not gonna get it this way. Not with an honorable guy like Khabib. Khabib wants to see you win, beat somebody in the top five, and then you need to ask respectfully. And then you'll get it. Because money don't mean nothing to Khabib. Whether you mean it or not, that's the only way you're going to get it. And you should be. Where's that martial artist that 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 lose when you lose in, in honor, you know? Connor used to have that. All that stuff is gone. And it's sad. It hurts me. Uh, you know, he's, he's hurting. He's attacking religions. Like, don't attack a religion. Don't do that. There's a lot of Muslim fans that used to be fans of yours. And now they, they're not because you do, you do like... There's a lot of little Muslim kids that love you. And you're talking stuff about their mother, essentially, by calling Khabib's wife a towel. When they, when they, you know, these little kids' moms wear that same thing. And not to mention, that whole cover, I, I want to shine light on this. That whole cover, Khabib's wife in that wedding was completely covered. You couldn't tell her face at all. That's a wedding tradition. That's not how she goes by her day-to-day -day basis. She wears the veil where you can still see her eyes and everything. But in the wedding, they're completely covered. And I think it's the same as the Albanian tradition where they they uncover each layer, each layer. A little kid or somebody uncovers each layer and then you see the wife. And then that's the part of the marriage tradition. I don't think the wife lives her life covered like that where you don't see anything. I think she's just covered in the regular Islamic tradition where you just see the eyes. She has the regular veil on. So for those of you talking, that's that's not right. She, you, you, how do you live life like that? That's just a wedding tradition. I'm almost 100% positive in this because I was in a wedding like this when I was a little kid. I was in a wedding, in an Albanian wedding where... The bride had the layers on. You can see her face. And I was the kid. I think it was me or my brother. Yeah, it was I, I think. It was me or my brother. I can't remember. But either or, it was one of us. We had to unveil it till we finally see our face. We got scared. It was either me or my brother. and kicked her in the head or something like that. It was crazy, crazy story. But it was just a wedding tradition. After the wedding, she wasn't covered up like that. We don't see anything, not even her eyes. So I just wanted to shine light on that. That's not her day-to-day. -day. She's not, you don't see no eyes, no nothing. Just, a, you know, covered Completely covered all day. It's just part of the wedding tradition, I believe. Uh, and you don't attack religion, man. You don't attack family. You don't attack wives. Like, that's just completely awful and disrespectful. And then you don't do it when you got rape, sexual allegations going on. You. What do you think, what do you think Khabib is going to retaliate? 
you know? Of course. He shouldn't have. If I was Khabib's manager, I would have told him, don't retaliate like that. Anything Connor does, just retaliate by posting something about the way you choked him out. Or post a video of you smashing and them, telling him, you want to talk now? You want to talk now, huh? Talk now. While you're hitting him, beating him in a fight and telling him, let's talk now. Let's talk now. Post that. Every time Connor says something about your wife or anything, you post a video of you smashing him. That's how you get to him. You don't stoop down to his level and then post sexual harassment stuff. And I get why you did it. And I'll hold you guilty of it. He brought up, like, he hit home. He's talking about your religion, your wife, your everything. He has no honor. So, of course, you're going to retaliate. You're going to get angry. I don't blame you for getting angry. I would have probably gotten angry the same way if he said that about my wife. So, I'm talking intelligently right now because it's not happening to me. But somebody on his team, his manager, somebody should have stopped him and said, Hey, whatever he says, you come back at him with a video of you smashing him. But, but... This is still all Connor's fault. I don't blame Khabib for nothing. Connor's bringing family, wives, this, that. Like, he's trying everything he can. Meanwhile, you got smashed, dude. It makes no sense. Why are you still talking crap? You talked crap in the beginning, got smashed, completely backfired. And now you're still talking crap to get a rematch. Like, you could sell this fight all you want. Money does not matter to Khabib. It does not. He does not care about it. It means nothing to him. You're not going to get a fight that way. You got to do it honorably. You got to go in there, beat some... Top five guys, top two guys, whatever it is, and then ask for it honorably. It is what it is. Ben Askren to wrestle Jordan Burroughs at Grapple at the Garden. That's exciting. I love Ben Askren, man. I just Ben Askren's all over the news doing the damn thing. Uh, doing the damn thing. Uh, doing the damn thing. Sorry, I'm just reading this little article. Ben Askren all over. It looks like Ben Askren will be fighting Jorge Masvidal. I don't know if that's... Happening or not happening, that would be exciting. Uh, we'll see. But uh, Ben Askren, just always in the limelight. He's, he's great for the sport. I love him. UFC, UFC's Paulo Costa fined by New York, NY, New York State Athletic Commission for undisclosed violations says it was stomach medication. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But apparently... Paulo Costa said it was stomach medication. He did not take any steroids, although he does look like he's on all of them, but maybe he's not. He's got good genetics. Luke Rockhold to fight Jan Blakovic, announced for 239. That's exciting. I'm excited. To, I'm very happy to see Luke Rockhold move up to a light heavyweight. Huge fan of his, and I think he gets it done. And I think, I think Luke Rockhold ends up being the problem for John Jones. I don't think anybody has anything for John Jones, and I think anybody that could possibly beat him, it'll be Luke Rockhold. We could possibly, probably see Luke Rocco as the next 205 champion. I believe in him. Uh, Yushin Okami to make one to make one championship debut on May 3rd. That's exciting. I'm happy Yushin Okami still getting opportunities. Chael Sonnen explains why Bellator 225 will with, with, with Lyoto Machida is personal. So Lyoto Machida and Chael Sonnen will be fighting in Bellator 222. Excited to see that, man. Uh... Just a lot of stuff going on. Now, what else? I just saw something that I wanted to talk about, and I glanced over like an asshole. Um, what else is going on? I just saw it. Sorry, guys. I'm losing my mind. Uh, oh, that's what I want to talk about. The Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships. So, Adam Lobov and Jason Knight just recently fought. It was nuts. Uh, exciting all around. I loved it. 
uh, just a brawl kind of, just a brawl, just to stay in front. I don't know if you guys saw the post-fight pictures. They look like monsters, especially Jason Knight. And respect to both of them. They have respect for each other. It was an ex excellent, excellent fight. And I love this bare knuckle stuff. And I just want to shine some light on it. People don't understand. First of all, people are saying bare knuckle is too dangerous. Look what happened to them. You're talking about two guys that don't buy believe, that don't move, that don't do anything, just stand there and hit each other. That's how they fight. That's why they lost fights in the UFC. That's why they got let go. Because they just go out there, they just put it all on the line, and they're going to get caught. And sometimes you lose that way. And they did lose, and they got cut. They're still phenomenal fighters. And you can't judge the violence and danger of, of the bare knuckle fighting championships come, uh, based upon the uh, low ball fight and the knife fight. These guys are the kind of guys that don't bob and weave. They don't move. They just want to fight. They just want to get hit. They will stay there and bang. And, 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 and much respect to them. They're warriors. That's the way they like to fight. And they deserve to fight the way they want to fight. And they fought that way. That doesn't mean that bare knuckle fighting is more dangerous than anything else. In fact, as far as brain damage goes, I would go to say that boxing is way more dangerous. And MMA is way more dangerous. In MMA, you got knees, you got kicks, you got all that. In boxing, you got those huge-ass gloves. They don't miss. You can hit harder. Keep in mind, with a bare knuckle, you can't hit as hard as you want. You can't hit with as many of the techniques that you want to hit. And, and, and yeah... You're liable to get cut more, but those are facade injuries. It looks gruesome, but as far as head injuries go, I truly believe in MMA, and especially in boxing, with the heavier gloves and in MMA with the knees and kicks, you get more brain damage. I don't think bare-knuckle boxing is more dangerous than boxing and MMA. I just think the Artem Lobov fight and the knife fight was so exciting. and They're the two kind of styles that just... Bang, they don't move, they don't bob, they don't weave, they don't they don't do anything like that. They just want to throw and get hit and hit back. And you can't judge it off that. You can't judge the danger off that. These these guys fight like that. I mean, look at some of the other fights. You don't see cuts like that. You know, you don't see huge cuts like that. You don't see huge, huge you know, injuries and then blood. And yeah, there's some fights that are like that. But those guys that fight smart, intelligently and have that style, they don't, they don't get cut up like that. And, and the big thing is the brain damage. I'm telling you, in MMA, there's way more brain damage. You're getting kicked to the head. You're getting knee to the head. You're getting kicked by essentially a bat to the head, you know? And then in boxing, those huge gloves allow you to get hit more, allow you to hit harder because you're not preventing knuckle injury, you know what I mean? Like, you think Paulie Malinaji, Malinaji when he fights Artem Lobov in, in, in June, I think it is, in the bare knuckle fighting championship is going to be able to hit Artem Lobov as hard as he's hit people in boxing no he's not wrapped up like that I guarantee you he breaks his knuckles I guarantee you he loses the fight because he can't his knuckles he can't punch as hard as he can punch everybody thinks that Paulie's going to uh, run through Lobov but I don't think so I think Lobov beats him just because Paulie's knuckles will not be able to handle it he will not be able to hit the way he hits on boxing because he doesn't have those gloves on it's not more dangerous I'm telling you it's not that's what I wanted to say. Uh, Brock Lesnar just lost his championships in the in the WWF or WWE. I'm sorry. I don't know which one it is. Uh, which goes to show me is the perfect setup for the Lesnar. Lesnar. Uh, Lesnar DC matchup. I think Lesnar lost his uh, title in, in the WWE or WWF SmackDown. And now he's free to fight DC. And we're going to see that fight, which I'm very, very excited about. It's 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 gonna be good, man. A lot of things going on. A lot of the like I said earlier, MMA is the gift that keeps on giving, and uh, next week is gonna keep giving. I'll see you guys for the recap 
next week for the Holloway Poirier and Gaston Madesanya recap. And I'm sure there's going to be more exciting kind of news and all of that. I love you all. Thank you for listening. One more time, we are brought to you by Jimmy's Cold Brew Espresso CBD Infused Coffee. CBD Infused Cold Brew Espresso. Jimmy's Yava. Go to 420fitness.jimmysyava.com for your discounted price, especially if you sign up for the subscription. I'm telling you guys, go look at the Yelp reviews. Look, look up Jimmy's Yava on Google and look at the Yelp reviews. Let the Yelp reviews speak for themselves. This stuff is amazing. I love you all. Check it out. As usual, we are God's children brought to you. We are God's children equal under one roof. Don't allow media and politics to deter you from how God wants us to treat each other with love, with kindness. Kindness is beauty at its finest. I love you all. Peace. Thank you.